Hey y'all, welcome back. Thank you so much for listening to Charlie Hashtag Black Girl. I really appreciate all the love and support that I'm getting. Uh, it means a lot. And to everyone sending in their questions and specific topics that they want me to hit, do not worry. I got you. With that being said though, let's get right into it. Hey y'all, thank you so much for listening and welcome back. So today I wanted to get into um, a topic that I think needs to be discussed um, a little bit out of the realm of relationships. I want to go right back into working on yourself. Um, I personally have dealt with a lot of things in my life that a lot of people probably wouldn't have made it through um, in a positive way. Uh, I try to look at the bright side of everything and, you know, sometimes I have my days and I battle a lot of things, but I always try to push through no matter what. But I do think that there are people who are suffering in silence and we as a community have to do better with letting our fellow people know that they are valued. Um, I'm going to start this podcast off with just a scenario. So today I watched the movie about, um, the singer songwriter legend Whitney Houston and looking at her story I was like wow such an amazing spirit and Whitney Houston is one of my favorites um I can sing so she's one of my idols and um she actually passed away on my birthday and so looking at her story it took me a minute to even try to look at it because it came out a while ago but I was like, I got to look at it when I'm ready to like really be in my feelings because I never thought that we appreciated Whitney. And all that she went through, I didn't really see the type of camaraderie that she was given when she died. And it was a life lesson to me because I'm like, we had such a beautiful spirit. I mean, Whitney Houston's smile was completely amazing and her ability to sing a song to where you know I still clean my house to um I want to dance with somebody you know and um when she did the bodyguard I mean classic and I just looked over the story of you know people talking about her and the things that they said that she was and how she treated people and I'm just like you know for us to not see the underlying issue of a broken spirit instead we sabotaged her and criticized her and don't get me wrong maybe that was at a time where we just wasn't that self-conscious to understand that people need help and mental health has become um more advocated now but I do still think that with social media now and um, things like that being on the forefront, it has made it a lot harder for us to be genuinely kind. And going back into the story of Whitney Houston, I just saw over her life how she dealt with so much happiness. And it was just something internal where she just couldn't break through it. And she became an addict. And... um I have had a personal um, situation with an addict, not myself, but um, a personal situation. And um, 
it's hard to love someone who loves something so much because they're in soul. They love something so much because they're in pain and you can't fix the pain. And um, that is where mental health comes into play. And I look back over, you know, my life and, you know, dealing with, um, you know, my family and things of that nature. And I'm just like, you know, I don't know how, well, I know how I became such a strong person, but I just don't. I appreciate my mother and my grandmother and my father and my brothers for, you know, being tough on me, but also making me feel valued and loved. And sometimes still being tough on me to where I was like, oh, my gosh, I can never do great. Like I can never achieve that upper level of success. But also I have this underlying strength that can't be broken. And when I look at stories like Whitney Houston and I'm like, wow, such a great gift of, of God. And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say we destroyed it, but we didn't honor it. You know what I mean? Like we didn't honor her difficulties or say, hey, you know, sister, is there anything that we can do to help? Can we pray for you? Can I grab your hand and just touch and agree with you? And even if you don't believe in the religious aspect, even if you don't believe in the power of prayer, just to say, hey, I just want to be a confidant. You know, we are such a judgmental type of community that it's really sad. And I'm going to use um, a situation uh, for me, a personal situation, actually. Um, and uh, with the whole addiction thing, I know several people who have been, you know, addicted to something in this day and the third. And I've always saw movies and things like that and saw how those addictions have taken over people's lives. And it just deterred me. Like, I'm just like, I can't. And I don't want to get so attached to something that, you know, I lose myself in that way. But starting back at the self, like as a person, um, I know when my um, daughter died, my first daughter, her name was Autumn, and she was nine months old, and um, she died of SIDS. And it was the most horrific thing that I think I've ever had to endure. And it was because I was like, wow, I love, you love your children, and I love my daughter and all my kids so much that no matter what, I mean, I had never in my childhood when I grew up and when I became a little bit older, I was like, oh my God, I couldn't imagine myself dying for anything. And when you have children, it's like your life is not as valuable as far as being, you, you become disposable at the at the safety and sacrifice of your children and I lost my daughter and I was young you know and I just didn't understand what was going on and I grew up in a religious home and I was hurt and in pain and I had so many people who were advocating for me and 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 being nice but when the crowd shut down that hurt and dismay took over me and it was a dark, I just don't think that I'm ready to be around people. I don't like people. I don't 
think that there's enough fellowship out there for me to really feel like I have purpose and meaning. But at the same time, because of how I was raised, you pick up yourself and you keep moving. You keep fighting. You keep forcing yourself to push through. But every day, my heart was dark and dismayed because this is my child. And I would have given my life to make sure she could have lived hers. And I had someone tell me, you know, you were a horrible mom. And, you, you know, you you did this and you did that. And, you you know, it's your fault. And I just dealing with the guilt of I didn't understand SIDS at the time now I try to educate as many people as I can about how to prevent SIDS and stuff like that but at that time I didn't really have any understanding of how SIDS worked or whatever and I had a family member who had passed away of SIDS and so I didn't know anything I didn't know a lot of information that I needed to know And so for me, you know, it was one of the most heartbreaking things and for people to turn around and I'm getting emotional about it because it's so real for people to turn around and to use that as a bullet to pierce me and to make me feel like I was a horrible person and I had just endured a tragedy. Um, At the time, I was like, there is no light in this world. Because for people to have known you your entire life and know the spirit, know the person, know the personality, who you are, and to treat you as if you are disposable and to break you down to nothing when you are going through your most vulnerable time, I was like, wow, this place is, is, is cruel. And the people around you are very deceptive. Luckily, and I thank my friends all the time, they don't even understand how much they mean to me luckily I had these little inklings of hope with my best friends and you know checking on me being kind and being supportive and you know when I had struggling days just being there for me and let me hold back these tears y'all seriously and um thinking about it now yes it makes me sad because I'm like if I had not had the foundation of the type of person that I am it could have it could have overtaken me it could have it could have you know made me succumb to the pressure and the depression of which it was and it could have really hurt me and I don't think that people realize that your words are daggers and um, they're knives that can really cut through people. And we should be mindful of what we say. And we should be mindful of the situation that people endure. And so I say all of that to say that I don't necessarily know what the tragic event was that Whitney went through. Whitney Houston went through. But I do know this. It is something so um, hurtful and harmful about people being around you and understanding that you're going through a dark situation situation and not helping. Now, um, I have my oldest son and he was my inkling of hope to be like, whatever you're going through emotionally, um, internally, mentally, whatever it is, you have to push through it and you're strong enough and 
use this as a testimony to prevent this type of thing from happening to someone else. And um, I didn't even realize that that was just the scratch on the surface of what I would have to endure. And I lost my mom a year before that. But for my mother's passing, it was more so of I had time, but I felt like I didn't have enough time because I was young still. But my mom has seasoned me and groomed me to be the strong person that I am. Even though I didn't understand it then, I definitely understand it now. But she groomed me to be this strong, successful person and my dad as well. And so when my mom passed, it was hard for me. She was my best friend. And then when I lost my daughter, I felt like I I, I failed and I, I don't I could not uh, be a good person or I couldn't be a great mother because um, I couldn't give my life to save my daughter. And that right there, it, it broke me. It broke me a lot. And I had just started to find myself and do a little bit better. I mean, I wasn't 100%, y'all. It's not like you can just deal with depression and anxiety and stuff like that and just be like, okay, I'm great. But I would cry in secrecy because I came from an upbringing where crying was weakness. And talking about your emotions was weakness. So I pushed through. I took care of my son. I was married. And, you know, we just had to push through. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. And when my husband passed away, that bridge broke. And I don't really remember maybe the four days after my husband passed away. I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, I think my mind had just shut off in a way where it was like, this cannot be happening again. And I had just gotten over the anxiety of losing someone when I lost someone again. And, you know... The same people was behind me. My best friends had my back, guarded me, covered my spirit, prayed for me, prayed with me. There were people that I don't even know, people I went to school with, people that, you know, just have heard my story who prayed for me and prayed with me, prayed through me, you know. And there were also those people who just beat me right back down into the ground and said, you know, well, um... Maybe you could have done something. And my husband passed away in a car accident. Maybe you could have did something. And, you know, maybe you didn't love him enough. Or maybe you... And it was just like all these things that just weren't true, had no merit. But it it, it, it made me question myself. And it made me feel lower than low. And I went to see a therapist. And I will never forget her. And I will always value her. Her name was Mary. And I just broke it out to her. And I was like... You know, I'm the strong one, yet I'm the smallest, youngest person in my family, but I'm the strong one. And um, I just don't want to be strong this time. I don't want to be strong. I want to let this burden go and I don't want to be strong this time. But I know I have to push through and persevere for my children. And she told me, if you continue to live your life like you don't exist you won't exist and you'll be walking through these these halls and walking in your home and you won't be present because you're pushing yourself to live for other people instead of living for yourself and it was at that moment that I really didn't understand what she was saying but I started to take a little bit of time to just read a book or have an hour to myself in the shower or just take a second to really focus on myself and the thing that I say about this is if we don't battle 
ourselves, if we don't work through the tragic things that have happened to us and the way people treat us and the things that people have said to us, we won't make it through because my healing came through me understanding that the battles will always come and there will always be a war that I feel like I can't win. And whether I choose to look at it in a spiritual light, because I do believe in God, uh, or whether you just look look at it as I'm going to keep pushing because I'm a strong individual. That's your right. You deserve that. You deserve to be able to know that you're worthy and that no matter what happens to you, no matter what you go through, no matter what you endure, no matter how people treat you, you are worthy. And I think that if a lot more people looked at it as, let me be a camaraderie. Let me understand that I have hard times. She has hard times. He has hard times. But if we can pull each other up in the darkest of times and not pray on people and make them feel like they're invaluable to life, then I think suicide and depression and anxiety wouldn't be as as, as paramount. And if we show more love and signify guidance, it would be better in this world. And I sit back today even, um, you know, I can talk about how happy I am in my relationship and someone will still say, well, well, how can that be? Or I can say that my children are doing great and I'm really happy with life right now. I'm in a great, wonderful place just in myself. I'm not saying I'm a billionaire by any chance, but the thing is money is not always the route to happiness. The happiness starts within yourself. You can't, you can't perform and be the best that you can be if you're not happy in yourself. And sometimes that takes face in demons. And I know people who have lost that fight. They lost that fight against the battle of demons that was attacking them because they didn't feel like they had the camaraderie. And my friends don't understand the actual value in them just being present. Not necessarily saying something all the time. Not necessarily giving me words of advice or not necessarily doing anything monetary, but just being in my presence. And I, I always tell them that they're godsend. I think my mother's name was Annette. I think she handpicked them there herself because my mom, okay, she she liked people. She was sweet, but she was very particular about who I was friends with and who I went around and the energies that I let in and this, that, and the third. And she always told me, she said, Charmissa, I can see people a mile away and the people that aren't good for you. But I think that that was a mother's protective eye because a lot of the people that she let into her life ended up hurting her. But I think my mother knew the greatest gift that I had was my spirit and the, the way that I am. And, um, I appreciate that. And I'm so grateful that my grandmother and my mother were praying women and that they they saw something in me and God gave them the gift to see something in me to create the woman that I am today. And I say all of this to say that mental health is a real thing. Depression, anxiety is a real thing. Do not beat up your brother or your sister or your loved one take care of them and don't always think that it's an attack on you sometimes those people don't feel valued or they are battling something that I, that they can't express and it's harder for people to understand that sometimes you just have to be there you don't have to say anything you don't have to give them anything just knowing that they have somebody 
and that they're not alone is enough. And just giving, I mean, sometimes I think it can be as simple as sending a link to an article. You never know what somebody's going through. And um, I know that the purpose and value in my life is, is way grander than what I can even imagine. But it took me a long time to understand what that was. And I, I know I was young and I thank God that he even gave me the grace and mercy to make it through because now I'm 28. And, um, you know, I'm a little bit more seasoned, but I'm I'm an old soul. But I always appreciate the things that my mother told me or that my dad instilled in me, even when he was being tough. And now I appreciate it because I'm like the the attacks and the words and the way people will bully you and make. And I never even use bully um, because I never victimized myself. But when I look back at those people who attacked me for me losing the people that I have, you know, through 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 God's choice, that God is the final dictator of all of us. And through his choice, you know, that was that was my journey. And, you know, that was their journey. And um, so for people to see that and to see the pain and the suffering of grief and the heartache and the the how difficult it is to press on and to bully you into making you feel like you're less than. I pray for those people now because I'm like, the sad thing is that it's something inside you that you haven't fixed to the point to where instead of you finding that notion in yourself to say, hey, I'm going to do better. I'm going to be better. I'm going to work on these things because I've been I've been mean before and didn't even realize. But for those people who attack me on something so grand as a as a as in a death and the grief that I was enduring they are dealing with something that they haven't addressed. And so instead of them finding that coping mechanism that is healthy, they hurt and they sabotage. And I forgive them. And that's another thing too. We have to learn to forgive. Not for them. Like Medea said in her, uh, Tyler Perry said in his Medea film, the forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. And I hope that this podcast, I know it's on a more serious note, but I just felt like I had to talk about it because we have to do better for each other. This is a this is a a world full of people who are different, who are tall, who are big, who are small, who are jovial, who are melancholy, who have different scenarios, different insights, different feelings that we can all bring together and make a great place. Don't ignore that person who's crying and in tears. Grab their hand, hold their shoulder. Don't ignore that person who sits in the corner by themselves. Say, hey, can I see here? Do you mind? Do you have an extra pencil? Start a conversation. Connect with people. And no, it may not always go the best. Some people just want their silence and preservation. And sometimes it could just be as simple as saying, hey, can I sit there? Hey, do you mind if I just sit with you for a minute? If you're with your friends, do you mind if I just sit with you for a minute? Hey, I'm in town. I want to just come over. You never know how that community and that sense of connection can really save someone. So with that being said, I'm going to end this podcast with saying, let's just love each other just a little bit harder and a little bit stronger and make that connection with someone. If you haven't talked to somebody in a long time, reach out. 
if you have something that you're going through, reach out to somebody. Um, if you know that somebody's been a little bit down or different here lately, just reach out to them. If you see somebody post on Facebook that they're down and now, don't just post on their page. Go to their inbox and say, hey, I just want to check on you. Don't have to necessarily tell me what's going on. Just wanted to let you know that I'm here for you. And, you know, I may not can do anything for you monetary-wise. I may not can come over, but I'm just here to listen if you ever need. Just anything, guys. We have to learn how to love each other and be more connected. So, I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you listen again. Thank you.